0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Future of Building Maintenance and the Mission Matters Podcast Network. I'm your host, Derek E. Moore, and I'm the president and CEO of Building Maintenance of Tomorrow. And today on our show, we have as a guest, Dr. Sabrina Dean from Dr. Sabrina's Healthcare Consulting, LLC. But before we get started, let's have our Mission Matters Minute. And our mission is to identify and engage with other entrepreneurs, business professionals, clients, and friends that want to make an impact on our society, and that can also embrace our core values. And our core values are leading by faith, making a difference, making money while staying positive in all that we aspire to do. Because when we can achieve all four of those things, there's nothing we can't accomplish together. All right. So, our guest today is Dr. Sabrina Dean from Dr. Sabrina's Healthcare Consulting LLC. How are you doing today, Sabrina?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. So, we go way back, right?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: for sure all the way back to high school you know having high school days in Dayton Ohio and it seems like you're all over the country doing what you do now huh
0: yes i am i am over the country traveling as a interim healthcare executive and also with my healthcare consulting business
1: okay that's wonderful wonderful so well, thank you for joining us today on our podcast So, so yeah, you know, I've just kind of illustrated our core values and the mission that matters to us. So what mission matters to you?
0: What mission matters to me is being able to help organizations such as hospitals improve their centers for Medicare and Medicaid services, value-based purchasing quality measures by incorporating my systematic system, the MARC method. And I have utilized this method Over several years, I first started in quality in 2001 in healthcare. So just through my years of experience, I've developed this method, and it's to help all the hospitals improve their healthcare quality measures and get out of the red and get into the black, because we all know once you go black, you can't go back.
1: You can't go back. That's right. That's right.
0: That's
1: right. <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's wonderful. So I had a lot of, it sounds like you have a lot of experience in that, that healthcare industry and that that's great. And me, I definitely have some history in your industry as well. Um, we actually were acquired by a healthcare services company back in 2008. And this company was supposed to go public and we were going to be cleaning those all across the country. And, but the parent company that acquired us went upside down. They did not go public, and we reversed the acquisition after three years. But it was an exciting time because you know there was a lot of anticipation of what could be, but it didn't happen. But you know everything happens for a reason. But it was very, very interesting to learn all of the things that I was learning about your industry and the healthcare services. So, how long have you been in the healthcare services, and what do you what do you uh, like about it the most?
0: I have been in healthcare now for 33 years Wow! and (laughs) what I like about it most is being able to help other people achieve their goals, whether it's health related, if it's financial, social, et cetera, because health is more than just health. There's different facets that goes into ensuring that one is healthy, you know, their mindset, of course, their physical activity, nutrition, et cetera. So there's different areas, but being able to help others in whatever area that they're having difficulty in. And I've chosen the administrative route now to help organizations improve their quality measures. So again, to get them in the black and out of the red.
1: Okay. That's great. That's great. So 33 years, huh? Wow. So yes. have, have you worked in hospitals and or for private practice or doctors?
0: I have worked in hospitals mainly.
1: Oh, did you have a particular department that you that you worked in mostly was it the ER? Or were you, were you, did you have a specialization?
0: At the bedside, my specialization was telemetry. So that's dealing with the heart okay. or cardiac, cardiac monitoring. And then from there, I went off into the administrative side, quality, quality management, regulatory and accreditation, infection control, risk management. That's dealing with the attorneys of the hospital, employee health, making sure the employees are healthy and have their, you know, their flu shots and different things that they need. So I've done a, a gamut of things, even Directed social workers over the years, case management, chief clinical officer of a hospital. So I've, I've done just about everything in a hospital. About everything, right? After the CEO. Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. So you definitely versed and have that expertise to definitely help others do the same thing. That's great. So tell me, tell me your journey. So after high school, after we graduated and we all went our different directions, I went to the West Coast to play football, Arizona State. Where did you go to college and what made you get into nursing?
0: Okay. So after high school, I actually went to Wright State University in Dayton. And I graduated from there with my Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. And I stayed in in the Dayton, Ohio area, actually, and worked at Level One Trauma Center there, Miami Valley Hospital, which is still in existence today. Okay. And at that time, this was 1995 Miami Valley Hospital was probably about 650 beds, which today is closer to 1000 beds. So it's grown over over the years. So it is a level one trauma center. And with being a level one trauma center, you get a lot of the traumas in the area. So there Miami Valley has a helicopter which can fly out to different scenes like accidents and the staff that are on the helicopter can transport the people back to the hospital so that the doctors can work on them. If they need to go into emergent surgery, they can do those things. Sure. So I worked at Miami Valley hospital for about 15 years and actually in 2004, there was a hospital that started in Dayton called Kindred Hospital. Mm-hmm. Kindred Hospital Dayton, which is a long-term acute care hospital, and I was actually part of the startup team. So that was a tremendous opportunity because in 2002, I finished my master's program, and my master's is a Master of Science and Administration with a concentration in healthcare administration. Oh, okay. So, so a lot of the things that I learned. My master's program, I was actually able to apply to opening that hospital, learning why the hospital needs an occupancy permit and different things and interacting with the various regulatory bodies when they came to assess our hospital before we had patients and then after we had patients, they came back. So I just took that experience and then just kind of, you know, went from there and went to different hospitals and acknowledged that, which started at Miami Valley Hospital and just expanded it from there into now what I'm currently doing is traveling. So I go into hospitals that are down positions from managers to directors, the vice president, and even the C-suite. And I fulfill those roles so that the organizations aren't rushed to hire a body. They can take their time because they have me there. Fulfilling that gap.
1: Sure, sure. Okay. And from what I understand, you're in uh, sunny California right now, doing exactly that. And so, how did that assignment come about?
0: Yes, you are correct. I am here in California. And the assignment came about with someone, you know, tapped on my shoulder and asked me about the opportunity, thought I would be a good fit for it. It was only supposed to be a three month assignment. And I've been here in California since August of 2021. Oh, wow. Yes. So the assignment is coming to an end the end of December of 2022 because they do have someone hired for the position. And actually, I'm in the po- process of training her now. So oh, okay, that that's great. Yes, yes.
1: Well, they, they need you a little bit longer than a couple of months, huh?
0: Yes. <laughs> <To laughs> say the least. Yes. Yes, they did.
1: <laughs> That's right. So the last time I've been back to Ohio for my 30th high school reunion, I was hearing that a very popular hospital closed down. Good Sam, Good Samaritan Hospital. Is that hospital not in operation anymore?
0: That is correct. The Samaritan Hospital is no longer in existence. In oh, the Dayton, wow. They Ohio probably area. could have
1: used your services back then huh? <laughs> to stay afloat. <laughs>
0: Yes, and make sure they were in the black and not in the red. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Do you actually know what happened and and why that came about?
0: No, I really don't know, you know, exactly what happened, why the hospital closed. But, you know, my speculation would be finances. It probably wasn't financially sound, you know, because to close a major hospital. The same thing that happened with St. Elizabeth or Franciscan Hospital, Back in two thousand, because actually I worked there at that time when Franciscan closed, and it was due to finances. The patients, oh, wow. yeah, Yeah.
1: And that, that, I'm sure that impacted that community tremendously, right?
0: Yes, yes, it did. It it has impacted the community, and not you know not being able to have that neighborhood hospital. Right. But we still have Grandview, and we still have Miami Valley, of course. Wanna.
1: OK, that's good. Being in my career and in my industry of commercial cleaning, how important is it to have the right cleaning systems and, and protocols in place uh, at a hospital or a medical facility?
0: It is crucial. And yeah, I, I say so, it's yeah. crucial because speaking from my infection control background, you need the right products to clean so that you can kill the infection. Sure, Because if you, any, don't have, in, if you don't have the right products, then those infections can spread from patient to patient to patient because when patients leave a room, those rooms are thoroughly cleaned.
1: Sure. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, that, that sounds like it is very vital, vital system yeah. that should be in place. And so does most of the cleaning that happened in those in large medical facilities, Mostly done internally through the employees of the hospital, or do they uh, contract that business out?
0: At the hospitals that I've worked at, it's been mainly the the staff of the hospital. Sure, but depending on what's going on, maybe you know if there's a disaster or something like that, then of course hospitals always have you know contracts with companies because they need to show that to regulatory bodies. You know, what if a disaster sure. happens? What, what right. are you going to do? Right. So that has to be part of their plan.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was always wondering that because we did have one surgical center that we had a contract with many, many years ago when I first started back in like 2008 and 2010. But we didn't really get into a medical facilities after that. and We went a kind of a different direction. But I was uh, wondering. How uh, most hospitals, you know, manage their building maintenance?
0: Yes, yes, they do. They have team of environmental control team or housekeeping, which is there's you know the hospital staff. Most hospitals that I've worked at.
1: Yeah, well, that's great. Well, I definitely appreciate what you do and and how you give back because you definitely do make an impact on others' lives from your early days when you were actually on their bedside helping them. You know get back to health and making sure they went through their processes correctly to now helping whole organizations stay afloat, stay in business so they can do the same and help more people. So you're making a very big impact on our society and our community based off of your efforts and what you do. So I give you kudos for that. And thank you for your service and please continue to do so because it's definitely needed.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it so much. It's you know, not a day that goes by that I think back to when I first started you know 33 years ago. And my why is the same, to help other people sure. so much that even during the pandemic, I was in New York. So I went back to the bedside. I hadn't been at the bedside in years to help because they were so short-staffed there in New York. Sure. I was there for three months. And then from there, I went to Texas and I was in Texas for nine months. Oh, wow. So, yes, during a pandemic. So, you know, being able to give back and help. And, you know, if I was the nurses in those hospitals, I would want someone to come and help me also.
1: Absolutely. For sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I definitely see that you definitely found God's purpose in your life and you're definitely helping other people's lives every day in what you do. So, definitely continue to do what you do. And we appreciate, you know, your your efforts over the years. We definitely need individuals like yourself to keep our hospitals going. So if we do have any emergencies, they can be taken care of and we can take care of our, each other and our loved ones and everybody else in the family. So, so thank you again. Welcome. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Okay, well, that's really all I had today. I, I appreciate you coming on and joining us today, Sabrina. Did you have anything, any last words you would like to share to the listeners?
0: Yes, I just have a couple of things just wanted to Talk about my business, Dr. Sabrina. Sure. Struggling to improve their centers for Medicare and Medicaid services, value-based purchasing quality measures by utilizing my systematic system, The Mark Method, which I do have a book called The Mark Method, Four Steps to Improving Healthcare Quality Value-Based Purchasing Measures.
1: And that book would be great for who? Who is your target market?
0: My target market... Is actually any healthcare facility or any organization, period, because the MARC method can be utilized to solve problems in any organization. It's designed to get to the core issues of problems and then build from there.
1: Okay. Do they have to be in the medical industry or could it be any in industry?
0: It could be any industry.
1: Oh, to that's utilize great.
0: The method. Yes. Yes.
1: And so, where can the listeners find your book and, and find you?
0: Okay, my website is www.drsabrinashealthcareconsulting.com. The book can be purchased there or it can be purchased on amazon.com. And to contact me, I can be reached at my email, Sabrina at com. And my telephone number is area code 937-414-0926.
1: Okay. Repeat that one more time.
0: 937-414-0926.
1: All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that information. And also, I thank you for listening today to the Future of Building Maintenance podcast. I've been your host, Derek E. Moore. And don't forget to like and subscribe to this show. And please visit our website at www.bmotw.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn and all social media platforms under my name, Derek E. Moore, D-E-R-E-C-K, or my company name, Building Maintenance of Tomorrow. And on that note, i just like to once again say thank you for joining us. And we'll see you on the next episode. So have a great day or evening and God bless.
0: This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.